0: Hey, y'all it's me at Authentic Fee and this is a podcast on life lesson number 16 from 140 life lessons I wish I knew at 20 aka FSB 140. Uh, life lesson number 16 talks about having different folks from all walks of life in your circle which ironically reveals that we all go through the same thing and have similar desires. So to that end I want to introduce my best friend Augustine Maldonado, we've been best friends for over 15 years and our friendship has taught me so much about life, about people, about love, and most of all about self acceptance and self love, but I don't want to get ahead of myself let me introduce my bff the one and only tingo tingo thank you so much for being here and i know you just had a couple of milestones which we'll get to in just a second one is you got married recently and the other is that you turned half a century but we'll get to that in just a second so i know i know i know i just totally outed you in terms of your age okay Uh (laughs) here we go here we go okay number quite so question number one tingo so Uh Tell us, a little, bit about, uh, tell us a, little, a little bit about your background.
1: So I was born in Puerto Rico. And Puerto Rico! To, uh,
0: that's uh, right,
1: that's right. No, I um, to say that. <laughs> in the early 80s, moved to the U.S. because my dad ended up um, getting transferred from his job. Um, so moved down to Florida um, in an area called Jacksonville, which is South Georgia, if you call it. Okay. Because it's very... Um, not at the time it was not very diverse um and it was very difficult to actually hear people speak spanish around you like i remember going to the mall and nobody spoke spanish and then when you heard spanish you like turn around to figure out who it was right
0: i hear you um
1: and so lived there for many years 20 something years um and you know it was not really a lot of fun in some ways in other ways it was it was it was life i guess you know my parents were very Religious, very big in church. Uh, and as such, I kind of follow suit um, because, you know, any good sort of uh, Puerto Rican boy, Latino boy kind of follows suits. That's part of the culture, if you will.
0: Yeah, um, yep, I understand. the fact that
1: it was, right? Um, then eventually moved into, um, you know, the job took me to Chicago, which is where you and I met. Yeah. Um,
0: Back in 2005, I can't believe it's over. That was a while ago, right? Oh my God, (laughs) God. I swear. I don't know where the time is flying. I can't even believe you're 50 and I'm 42. But anyway, I digress, go back. Okay, (laughs) go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
1: So um, yeah, so there it was really, you it spent roughly about 13 years there and about two years ago, going on three now, um, my job took me over to the East Coast again and moved to Delaware. Um, So, uh, and we love it here, love it here, love it here. So that's a little bit about sort of my background where I've been, you know, I did mention a lot about just, you know, we brought up Catholic, very conservative Catholic um, and that plays a big role into how things turn out for me and how my journey, um, you know, over the last 50 years happened. Right.
0: Um, so you talk. You're so, talking a little bit about your journey. So for for the folks that are listening, when you talk about kind of the conflation of religion and your journey, and, mm-hmm. and areas where that kind of converged for you, and areas where that there that was a bit disparate, tell right. us a little bit specifically about that.
1: Yeah. So I think what happened, what for me was that as you were growing up, and I was trying to figure out, you know, going through puberty and just kind of going through like just growing up. You know, we all kind of go through this whole search and try to find who you are
0: and puberty is so awkward for everybody good lord absolutely. oh my god
1: yeah um uh, you know I, what there's a couple of things that i found along the way right so as part of it was in the 80s i found that i was that that well first of all is i realized earlier on that i was attracted to men um okay. and you know, didn't really understand what that was, how it was, or how it came about, but I just knew that it was. Right. And then, you know, you end up getting, uh, you end up doing two things, which is what I did. You know, part of it was, you know, you kind of follow what you think you're supposed to do, which is what my parents would tell me get involved in church, be, you know, be active, you know, because God helps and all that good stuff and, and helps, you know, through your life. Um, and I got very involved in youth groups and youth ministries. And I was uh, an altar boy, you know. I okay, so I you was,
0: were really, you, I mean, ch- church life for you, you were really in it to win it. You were really involved.
1: Well, not only that, but I almost went into priesthood three times. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was really, yeah, exactly. I mean, I got goosebumps because, you know, Three times, literally. Um, okay,
0: so wait, I have to, to double click on this for just a second, if you don't mind. So sure. when you talk about almost going into priesthood and at the same time uh-huh. understanding your sexuality and where you stand, how, uh-huh. what, did you feel like one was a re- knee-jerk response to the other or were they two separate things?
1: Well, you know what's really interesting for me is, you know, life has a way and God has a way of just letting things happen.
0: Amen. Preach! <laughs> it's Saturday, but go ahead and preach.
1: <laughs> because for me, part of my journey actually started being around priest and being um around um you know, i got I got really involved with just going to convents and because I really wanted to be uh, in a religious community type of um you know you have you got church you have. Diocesan priest, and you have religious priests, right? Okay. Um, and I was more inclined towards community, religious priests. Part of it was because I'm like, I don't want to live by myself. That was a part, yeah. part of it. Yeah. The second part of it too was because I really liked the charism of the order that I was looking at. Okay. It was really, really interesting through the whole process. And I'm talking 17, 16, 17 years old. Okay. Um, was that that process of visiting convents and seeing and just being around religious communities actually helped me in my acceptance of being gay, if that makes sense.
0: That's so ironic. Uh That is so ironic. Okay, I gotta ask how, because you know, everything that, which by the way, I'm not here to even, you know, nobody's here to knock the Catholic church or any organized religion, because Uh the reality is, is when you talk about the Old Testament, and the Old Testament basically covers everybody. It, it covers uh Jewish people, Christians, Muslims, and every you know the Old Testament says the same thing across the board about homosexuality. So when I hear you say that, it's really fascinating because it's uh, incongruent to what kind of uh, religious doctrine tells everybody yeah. who's part of the monotheistic kind of traditions. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think for me, what happened was that I found that I actually could talk to some of these students that were studying to become priests or they were starting to become monks. And they themselves had a journey that they were going through. Uh, in some cases, they were also gay and they just chose to go into religious life um, it. because that was a way of them to really honor and just kind of you know, feel like they were doing the right thing. But in some ways, you know, you also obviously You know, there were a lot of straight priests as well, right? But it was really interesting for me because it was a place where it was safe to talk about how you felt about stuff right yes. like Which confession is so or, way, way, exactly yeah. right um because i wanted run, to
0: do confession by the way i've always wanted to do confession <laughs> like, the catholic church and like usher it and be like these are my ah, confessions just when exactly. i thought I- I swear
1: <laughs> well you know it was really interesting because like i remember having one particular conversation with one particular priest that we talked a lot about all kinds of different things. Like, I mean, as raw as like masturbation and what that was like, and was that okay? You know, that sort of thing, because at right. the time I was very conflicted yeah. around, you know, I, you know, there was this whole notion of like the Catholic church really frowned upon that. And I'm like, well, you know, this is a, what I hear, but, you know, and he helped me walk, you know walk through that process in some ways. So I came out of that like, okay, well maybe it is okay to be, be you know, in some ways because of what I was seeing there. And I would come back to the contrast of like my family because, you know, in their, from their perspective, at that point they didn't know that, yeah. you know, I was gay. I knew that I was gay, but I just had a really hard time accepting it. Um, and, and why? And
0: why, so can I just double click on this for a second? Sure. Why did you have a hard time accepting it? Because was it because of the way that y- you were raised, or was it self kind of not understanding, or
1: I think it was all of the above. Yeah. I think you know I had some really good people that came into my life around that time, um, closer to twenties. Uh, one particular one that really pushed the envelope uh, in helping me face my fear at the time, which was like, hey. Okay, I am gay, right? But interestingly enough, you know, earlier on, um, it was it a was whole notion of getting there, have people that kind of helped me get to that point. But reality is that I was very conflicted internally with my religion. And what ended up happening was, and I didn't realize this until like 20 some years later, that I had a lot of internalized homophobia. And wow. That, Way was sabotaging a lot of opportunities and relationships in my life.
0: Wow. Okay. Wait, hold on. Time out for a second. So, when you say internalized homophobia, that's uh-huh. not even about self
1: acceptance. That's like, that's like self. That's, that's very, like, deep. Very, yeah. very deep. Very, very deep. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and, you know, I didn't know any of that until like many years later and lots of therapy sessions later.
0: Yes. We're going to get to that. that yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute, but that's, you know, I didn't know that's what it was. I just thought, okay, am I going to be happy? Am I not going to be happy what it is? You know, like I said, back in the 80s, when I was recognizing and realizing that maybe I was gay, um, you know, I would just gravitate towards like music. And then it was really interesting because my icons were somewhat of andrologist people. Like I was a huge fan of Boy George. Right? Oh I my God, who hero. was it? Are you kidding,
0: Culture Club? Come on now. That doesn't. It was listen, like, I'm, it was like... and I'm a huge fan of Boy George. I think my life would be easier if I were gay and t- my love life would be a whole lot easier if I were gay. But I'm just saying, we were oh
1: all fans God. of Boy George. Well, I remember thinking, oh my God, you know, he can just be who he is and yes. he doesn't have to comply to like all this. Social mores and things that you had to do. The other one, another one that was like that was Pete Burns from Dead Are, you know, Alive the group from Pete Burns you used to be me rise Round baby. Rise oh around. I love that song. Yeah. I, that play, like, I just added
0: to my playlist. I love that song. That song exactly. wasn't the but anyway. Yeah. I just, so I used
1: that I used, you know, culture club, you know, Dead Are Alive, or just like groups that I used to hear in the 80s. Because in the eighties, there
0: was that time when all those artists were coming out. That, where they were coming out in terms of in terms of wearing makeup, in terms of yes, yeah, they were coming punk, right? And it was like kind of this
1: punk thing, electronic, and it was very progressive in some ways. Like, there are a lot of the stuff they were doing in the eighties was like super progressive to their time, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, But for me, like I said, you know, I guess in some ways that was an outing of like, okay, well, you know, you kind of vicariously live through them. Not that I wanted to be any of that, but it was just interesting for me that, wow, these people have the guts to actually-
0: Be themselves. themselves. It's so funny that you say that because I, when I look around and and you and I've had this conversation as well, my journey to self-acceptance like, I mean, like literally just happened over the last 40 years and then I I just got here like last week. even you know and it's a tough journey but I gotta say just watching you over the years and what and do that work and everything I feel like God put us in each other's lives honestly put put you in my life to help to uh, exemplify you know what what that embodies and I find myself so attracted and when I say attracted I don't mean like in the in the sexual sense I mean just you know in terms of intrigued by people who just are themselves and I've seen people who are super young and they get there so much sooner and Mm -hmm. I'm just like good for you I mean I look around and I see people who just embrace every aspect of themselves and that's that really that's the secret that's the secret to just thriving into life and it takes others a lot longer and it's just fascinating to me
1: Exactly. There's that. There's obviously also a support system that you have. There's also the whole notion where society was in the 80s, and 90s, and how it is now in, you know, in the 2000s, 2020s, right? Yeah. I mean, I find that, you know, nowadays kids grow up and they're like, okay, well, I want to do this. I want to paint my nails. I want to do the other. Oh my God, this is just
0: yeah this generation is just like they're just like this is, this is, it. Like,
1: this is there's no closet for them right no, not, they're not, they're not, they're not for us right it's like they grow up and they just do whatever they want to do i know, you know? i know and it was, it's really interesting because some people go that's you know god doesn't exist for whatever i'm like listen you know god wants you to be who you are that's why he made you he makes some mistakes right so it's like if he made you that way then that's accepted and move on obviously it's really easy for me to say that 50 years later because like we talked about, you know, this started, you know, puberty, 10, 11 years old that I recognize that that's what it was. You know, it was really interesting just to kind of see, sometimes I sit back and, and try to go back to like, some people say, when did you realize that you were gay? Yes, you know, that was you actually think- one
0: of my questions.
1: Yeah, when did you realize you were gay? When did you realize you were attracted to man? And it was really interesting because I can go back to grammar school and just okay so
0: it goes way back
1: yeah like it could like I could go back and and thinking as you know five six year old wow that guy's cute oh I really like Hmm. the color of eyes you know and it's really interesting because I did the other thing like I try to have girlfriends you know I had relationships with girls and stuff like that um but it would just get to a point and then it wouldn't go anything beyond that
0: yeah yeah so you just knew you're like this is not doing it for me
1: Yeah, it was like the whole thing of of, like people go, you know, it's just the environment that you're in, that you experiment and you do this and the other. I think, I know, I think you're born with it. I think what ends up happening is your perspective of the binocular or how you see it is actually driven by the people around you and, you know, the, the people that support you and your parents and your family, right? In my case, my parents were super religious. They were like, you know, I had a really tough time coming out and it was one of those things like, hey, I'm out, but then very quickly went back in for many years and then you do this thing called split where you become like the perfect kid. You overcompensate for your parents. You become an
0: overachiever.
1: You yeah, become an yeah. overachiever. And yes, I was overachiever. I'm the one that had the masters first and did all these things. Yeah, and, I listen, you know, I understand. Yeah. You know, or you figure if if I do all these things for my parents, then it might be okay for them to accept the fact that I'm gay, right? Yeah. And what you realize is that um the only person you really have to please and the only person you have to like say, okay, I accept it is is you yourself and I, right? Yeah. Amen. Preach. And, yeah. 100%. No, yeah. listen. You are preaching to the choir. Yes. Honest to yeah. God. Honest to God. But the thing about it is what I will tell you is you that I have to go through those things to get there because you can't shortcut it. Right? And people, you know, they are there are people that come into your life to help you get from A to B. There are people Amen. that come into life to stay. Yes. Right. And people that come in that push you and then they have to leave because yes. they become toxic. Right. Yes. I had all those people in my life. You know. Um. You know. F- fast forward to. You know. Okay. The interesting thing as I'm going through fast forward is that when you and I met, in, like in 2005, I was actually going through some like identity crises too. Yeah. Point, right. Me too, and me
0: too. By the way, I was, I, I was totally going through <laughs> identity crisis. I was like trying to excavate my Arabness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, for me, it was this whole thing that I actually had just moved to Chicago. I was also trying to search, okay, I don't have the influence of my family being so close. I could be whatever I want to be. I can do whatever I want to do, right? Interestingly enough, I had already done all my partying and stuff before then. So it wasn't like, oh, I just want to party, not that I don't have my family. I did that, you know. And interestingly enough, my parents never really knew all the stuff that I did before then, I told them years later. But long story short is that, you know, you end up, like I, at that time, I was, I was like, okay, I'm in the perfect spot, I have a really good job, I'm doing Chicago, but then just something just wasn't just there. And what I realized I started having issues with panic, I had panic coming in and and and, you so know, it was
0: manifesting physically what you were absolutely, and I didn't yeah, realize I didn't know what was going on,
1: right? Yeah. So, what yeah. ended up happening was I'm like, Well, I need to go to this therapy to find out what the heck's going on with me because there's something that's just not right, right? Something is you know, I, I, I had some relationships, but then in some ways they wouldn't last, or I was always looking for something and I couldn't find it, you know, and it's this whole notion that um, it, they would say, Hey, you if if you are feeling crappy then you give off the vibe that you're crappy which means you don't attract people right but if you or you attract crappy people people, right um if you are pretty happy with yourself you love yourself you give off that energy you radiate and then you attract people that are in the same sphere that you are 100
0: percent 100 percent
1: and that that absolutely kind of happened for me because um, you know just just going through that whole process, um, you know, I met some really interesting people, and 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 one particular person that came into my life really pushed me hard to to start digging deep and finding out who I was, right? Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting because, like I said. People come to your life for good, bad, and whatever. Uh, but in some lessons. cases,
0: lessons. yeah, Always exactly. Lessons. You learn a lot through that. Always lessons.
1: And what ends up happening is this particular person really pushed me hard to understand or really deep, deep, um, in a very interesting way. But beyond, you know, the the tactics, what it really did is it made me go back and 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 start like a second journey of coming out, if you will. And part of that was really understanding, get to the, to the bottom of why was I having all these issues with, you know, um, anxiety, panic and all that stuff. And, um, and that's when I got to the point of recognizing that my biggest issue was that I had not accepted myself. Right. And the reason I had not accepted myself was because I had all this internalized homophobia, homophobia. that I did not know was there. Now, what? why was there to begin with? It goes back to the nurture aspect of things, right? It goes back to people the environments that you're in, it goes back into the people that you surround yourself. If they're telling you, hey, gay is bad, gay is bad, gay is bad, then you're going to self-reject. Right? And eventually self-reject. You, 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 might, you might not accept it, but you end up pushing it down. right? I got to jump totally in here and tell central. you,
0: I remember once we were having a conversation about um, gay marriage and not for nothing, I got to tell you. So for me, I, you know, I'm a practicing Muslim. I, I I have my own utilitarian approach to religion. I don't get bogged down with the forest for the trees. I maintain my relationship with God, and that's what I worry about. So, bottom line, I don't have the right to judge anybody. I got my own stuff I got to account for when I when I go back to the good Lord. So my point is, I remember once we were, and thank God I've always had this live and let live mentality. But anyway, my, uh, I remember once we were having a conversation in Chicago, and we were talking about gay marriage, mm-hmm. and uh, and. Just side, sidebar, I've never really understood how people feel like it's their place to discuss what other people decide to do in the bedroom, in the privacy of their own homes. I've just, I've never understood, like, for me, all I care about is how you show not you as in Tingo, but you as in any in general person, how do you show up in the public space? What are mm-hmm. you doing for, you know, the good of everybody else? I don't care what you do to get your rocks off at night. That's not my business. But right. anyway, I remember when you, when we were talking about gay marriage and, and I, you said very kind of matter of factly that you didn't believe in gay marriage. And I did a double take because I was just like, <laughs> wait, what? That, that would be like me saying, I don't even know. I I, I just, I can't even, I was just, I, I couldn't. I couldn't digest it, but it was in that moment. I, I, I couldn't
1: call it gay marriage. I would remember right. that. Yes, remember that. Yep. yes. Yep.
0: And I, I just remember being like, wow, okay. And I could, if I, st- you know, we were close at that point, but mm-hmm. it, it, we still, I, you know, I don't even know that I was at a place where I was kind of dissecting anything, but I just could tell that there was a lot more to that comment, you know, as, as in like a tip of the iceberg, a uh, much more underneath. And Uh I just made a mental note to myself that I was like, okay, I don't think he's there yet. Right. You know, and I, I, and so to hear you now is really fascinating, Mm -hmm. Uh, is really just, just, you know, honestly say to yourself, I was in a place where I was homophobic. As a gay person, I was homophobic. And that's just, that's wow. Wow. And that's indoctrination by the way.
1: Yes. Exactly is, what you just said. Yeah. What
0: you just said that, you know, if you hear your whole life, you've done
1: it from your environment, you got it from people.
0: But Well, so, okay. So now, na- so when you talk exactly. about getting born and you're kind of getting that in an environment, I got I want to go back to a point that you said earlier about God made you, God made you this way. And so it is what it is. So I got to ask you kind of the question about nature versus uh, nurture. Uh, so for you, it's obviously, na- sure. it's obviously nature. Yeah,
1: isn't it? Yes, yes. I think that you, you are born that way. I think that there's a aspect, aspect of it is how you actually process it and how you actually accept it. Yeah, but but it is there as you grow. As you grow. Um, and as some people, you know, are, you know, easy and can work through it because they're in an environment that allows them to be open, allows them to be themselves. And there are other people that can't do that because either they're raised in a very religious family or, you know, they're just in an environment that don't see it as an option, right? And what ends up happening is they they have to deal one way or the other. And A lot of times people repress it uh, and they... uh, you know, at some point that in itself creates the internalized homophobia that we talked about. And ultimately, um, until you get to the bottom of that and really understand and and accept, like I can today that I looked myself in the mirror and it was a Sunday afternoon. I remember I was in Chicago. I was looking and I was just having this moment. And I remember going in front of the mirror and looking at myself and I'm like, you know, God does not make mistakes yeah in the minute that i say yeah. that I, and and i really for the first time believed it my life changed like 360 degrees yeah. everything <clears throat> changed like in me all these years all these other things were issues. All of a sudden there wasn't an issue. And then it wasn't so long, and it felt like I really wasn't fighting myself. Like I wasn't fighting anything. Like I I always felt like I was like against something and I couldn't tell what it was. But it was really through like professional help that got me to a point where I realized, wow, you know, I'm actually fighting myself. I'm not fighting anybody else. And the thing about it is when you learn- You're fighting against yourself. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and what you realize over time is you have to normalize it for people, number one. And number two, if you don't believe yourself and you don't accept yourself, how do you expect other people to do that? You know, you have to show them, I'm very happy with who I am. This is who I am. Love you know, it, or it. it or leave it. Kind of Love mentality. it or
0: leave it. Wait, when take you say it normalize it. it. And you know that. When you say normalize it, what do you unpack yeah. that for a second?
1: Yeah, so normalizing basically means is don't make a big deal of it. You know, oh, it's yeah. like, it's this whole it's notion of
0: of... It's just a part of you. It's one part.
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, it's not just that, but it's like, for example, right? Like with Angel and I, you know, this whole notion of normalizing, like we live a very normal, I guess for, you know, if you can call it anything else, but normal life. It's like, you know, you know we love couple. each other, yes. we have a home together. Yeah, we're America, we do things, you know, we don't go and say, Oh, my God, let's not hold our hands because X, Y, I see you or like, let's not call each other a certain way. That doesn't mean you're disrespectful to other people. If you know some other people are having a hard time with that, then you know what, you, you're not going to do a lot of PDA in front of them. But it's not like I'm going to hope I'm, I'm, you know, part of it is, you know, exposing people in a very nonchalant way to things. I understand. Eventually. It's not like you're not pointing it out. Like, if you are comfortable with it, going to be uncomfortable with it. That's right. No yes. If you make it like it's you know, <clears throat> a matter of, you know, I, I can tell you, you know, people have their own journey, just like I had. Exactly. Um, my it's own. It's not journey,
0: for you to force. Right. You know, my it's- parents.
1: Yeah. No, you cannot. You right. know, my parents too. But at the same
0: time, it's not for you longer. to hold back either. It's not for you to hold back who you are, but it's, it's a balance. We've had exactly. this conversation. No, you can't do
1: that. But, but <laughs> absolutely. And the most important thing is you got to know who you are, right? Right. Because if you're like searching and finding and all that stuff,
0: 100%. until you
1: figure it out, 100%.
0: Then, you
1: know, you can't expect other people to do it, which is why I did. And I took this Break from my whole family for two years while I figure it all out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and coming out of it, you know what? What? What I realized coming out of it was that um, first of all is that I really truly love myself. First of all, second of all is I love that, you too, for the record. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that you realize is that you know sometimes it takes time away for people to reconsider their positions. Right and really understand is this? Am I willing to lose a son over this?
0: Right, right. And what really matters? And like this and is what really, really matters. Matter. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. Yeah, a hundred percent.
1: And what I can tell you is, for my family, you know, it was a tough two plus years that they went through because I literally shut everything off. Like I didn't connect. You know, I changed my phone number. I Delete it, block, name it, family, friends of the family, you know, extended family, anybody or everybody that I knew could potentially come in contact with my family, anyone in my family, totally blocked them. And that um, and was I,
0: for that was for you to kind of anchor yourself in who you are.
1: Yeah, it was about having to really. Was understanding what was causing all these angst, all these unsettlement. Take time to really hit bottom so that I can come back
0: up. Right.
1: Right. Um. And and it was it was a tough uh, time initially, and it was very hard to work through some things. But you know, I think ultimately. You know, I you, I did the responsible thing in that I realized that I couldn't do it all by myself, so I seeked professional help along the way. You know, I remember. Um, and you, you spent some time
0: yeah. really kind of working on kind of your on
1: on on your piece. I me, mean. yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Working on me. Yeah. Uh, and then understanding, you know, why this happens, and understand that. Guess what? You know, outside of just the gay thing is, you know, understanding the the fact that we are just a combination of patterns throughout
0: our life. Oh, 100%. Oh, my Uh God. And conditioning. And some of that's generational. And you just kind of, it just gets passed down. And unless you stop for a second and say, wait, is this the way that I really want to show up in the world and in my life and in my relationships? And are these the folks that I want to show up with? And if yes, okay, continue. Let's reprogram. If no, then I, I wish you peace, deuces you know, a, and move forward in that very aware space. A hundred percent Tingo, you are preaching today
1: exactly. and it's Saturday, it's not even Sunday and it's uh, not exactly. Friday. <laughs> exactly, so so a lot of that, like I said, you know, um, coming out of that experience, I would found that, you know, the, our relationship, my, my family's relationship uh, and I is much, much stronger. I think that, and I feel that we both respect each other that much more. What I also learned is just like I was going through my journey, everybody around you goes through a journey. So they're
0: hundred percent, yes. You have your journey right? and everybody's in parallel on their highway of life, hundred percent. Exactly, they're all
1: having the same, yeah, they're also working through that. Um, and they also are challenged by it.
0: Right, um, and so just like God uses other people in your life, he uses you in other people's lives. Right. It's all
1: reciprocated. Because you know, the whole thing of like shifting energy moves it another way. A
0: hundred percent.
1: Right. So, you know, with my parents, like I remember um coming out of this, um, and and they really had to think hard um and make some uh adjustments on their points of view around things, you know. Yeah. But talking about normal life. And how do you actually normalize it? A really good example of that was when I started dating Angel.
0: Yes. You y'all know, got married just like a couple of years ago. Yeah, you got married
1: I, was, a, like, I exactly. was an
0: official witness. Yes. I was in the church. That's right. You oh, were yeah. there. I was there. Uh, I was an official witness. Like, for you know, not just like, can I be a witness? No, I was a signature witness. you, you know? witness.
1: <laughs> Why <How> could <laughs> you not be? Right. So it was really interesting because, like, when I started dating him, I. I, I remember thinking, I got to tell my parents, right? Because my parents are coming to visit in Delaware.
0: Yeah, because now you have like, thinking about there's love and you have another person in your life. Yes. So now it's not like conceptual. Exactly. Yeah. No, I hear you.
1: No. Now it's like yeah. happening. Yeah, like this is hap- right. This is the so, thing. It's like, happening. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, no, talk about normalizing. Yes. This is I normalized I normalize that for them. I was like, oh, mom, dad, I want you to meet X, Y, and C. I want to meet you this other thing. And by the way. I want you to meet this other person because we've been dating for a bit and I think it'll be a really good opportunity for you to meet him. Right. And I just kept talking about something else and, and you know.
0: And that was didn't
1: it. Bl- right. Didn't take a breath I, and just keep going. I hear you. You know? You're just like, I'm just yeah, doing exactly. this.
0: And this is what ha- what's happening. And just PS, <laughs> FYI. No, I hear you.
1: I hear you exactly. loud and clear. You know, mm-hmm. so that, that's an example of how you actually normalize it. Don't call attention to it if you don't need Right. Well, right? it's, just, because, it's just a part of you your know, life. Nat- it's
0: just a part. It's a natural part of your exactly. life. I want to go back exactly. to something really quickly because we only have a few more minutes. And I want to go back to something that we were talking about earlier with uh, on uh, uh, nurture versus nature. So I got to, I got to tell sure. you. So, um, and then I want to go into identity because this is kind of like the segue for the basically kind of the last question in terms of identity. So, uh, you know, as an Arab in the Middle East, I got to tell you, it's really fascinating because just having lived all over the world and particularly, you know, being born and raised in the US, sexual orientation is really a Mm -hmm. part of the the, uh, identity composite here in the United States. And, you know, there are different reasons for that. Part of that is because, you know, it's something that is publicly rejected at times. And so there's kind of this exertion. So I get it. But in other parts of the world, uh, uh, physical intimacy or if you take it, you know, another layer in terms of sexual orientation is not part of the, uh, is not part of a person's identity, the way that gender or title or background or last name or whatever, or professional, whatever it is, is. Mm-hmm. And so it's really fascinating um, you know, physical intimacy in some parts of the world is just a private thing. And so some people don't even identify with quote unquote being homosexual or gay. It's just, it's a physical, it's a physical act. It's not Mm -hmm. something that one discusses publicly. So for Mm -hmm. me, when 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 I've had the conversation and you and I've had this conversation about nurture versus nature, honestly, I've seen both. I've seen little kids where it's like, okay, this guy's gonna, this little kid's gonna know the Versace lineup before it comes out. And it's like, it's clear. And then there's some, there's some kid, there are some folks where it's just uh, because of cultural indoctrination and not having an outlet for kind of, you know, puberty and growing up that there's this kind of forced measure into physical intimacy with, with the same gender or homosexuality. And, and I, so I've seen both. I've, I really, I've seen both.
1: Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think from my perspective, from my perspective, like I said, I think um, it, 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 you know, it is nature. It's not necessarily nurture around that. The other thing around just the fact that um, you know, orientation is a part of your identity, but it's not you necessarily. What you do, like you said. And I think that's what happens too. Like you, you have this point of view from some folks that oh my God, you know, he's goes to bed with a guy. Well, guess what? That only happens X amount of time in a day. Yeah, that's and quite honestly, yeah, it's not think, everything.
0: I don't that's what back to my initial point that I made in the very beginning of this conversation, which I've never understood why people harp on what other folks do in the privacy of yeah. their like own homes with other people. If if a person's not hurting someone else. Uh-huh. And it's consensual, then everybody do you.
1: just let It probably means they're not getting any. So they have to really pay attention to the other person. Right? Okay, let's, <laughs> bring
0: it back. Let's bring it back. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's bring it back to orientation. You are not right, it. Okay. I want to go back to so first uh, you made an interesting comment about or for you. It, it is part of identity, but it's not, but it's, it's, it's one facet. And, yeah. and like I've said, for me, just kind of, uh, not that you don't have a global perspective, obviously you do, but when uh-huh. you just looking at it from a, a zoomed out angle, I've seen both nature and nurture, and I've seen uh-huh. both where it is part of, of, you know, the identity composite and where it's really not even acknowledged. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so I, I, I just think that's a fascinating piece that, you know, that I, I just for me is, is, is an interesting point to, to bring oh, up.
1: Well, you know, what I will say to that too is that the human, you know, the human person is very complex.
0: Oh, hey, man. Oh, my God. Okay. 100%. 100%. Um, human and, and beings are
1: fluid. <laughs> what was
0: that? Human beings are fluid.
1: Super, right? yeah. You know, like I remember when I first went to my very first, like right after I had come out, my parents, my mom was like, oh, they said, not get it. You know, I'm never going to accept it. Oh, you know, I really want you to go see it. Right. And I remember going to the therapist and having a conversation with them and explain to me, you know, like, hey, listen, thingo, you know, we all fall in the spectrum where you really have people that are like super, 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 you know attracted to the, the same sex and they exhibit all that and then you have people that are the opposite right to the opposite sex um and then we all kind of fall somewhere in between because i remember at the time i remember saying you know but i'm not like that guy that wants to be email or anything it just happen to like a guy you know or, right. or, or the smell of a guy you know yeah. that just you know the masculinity of a person you know if i wanted to like wanted to have someone that was effeminate or whatever, you know, would have married a girl for that. Right, and you that's know? an
0: interesting point. So there are obviously, you know, and, and I'm guilty of this too, even with the comment that I made a minute ago about the Versace lineup. I'm totally guilty of this, where, you, where a person has this kind of profile of quote unquote, what a gay person uh, is like. And, and it's, and there's a spectrum, right? There's totally a spectrum. You have uh, kind of the, right. the Uh, And I'm not putting words in your mouth, you tell me, tell me if I'm wrong, but you have a spectrum in terms of super masculine uh, and uh, and also super feminine. And so there is a spectrum. spectrum. It's not as if everybody is a quote unquote queen or it's not as if everybody's a quote unquote butch. And it's not as it's there's a spectrum. It's people. So people are fluid. There's a spectrum. Yeah, that's an interesting point. That's a very interesting point.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, back to my point, we're just very complex and, you know, you can't say everything is very boxed in. Yes. I think the challenge comes in where you really want to make it very boxed because then people start feeling left out. And I think, yes. you know, one of our sort of like innate things is we want to have a sense of belonging. Of you know, course. Want to be part of something. Yes. Um, and the big challenge comes when people say, well, you don't look like me or well, I, I don't like you because yes. you, know, you, you don't, then, you know, that's for people and it's actually very harsh Yes, to live it. So,
0: well, I'm, I'm it, actually it glad you brought to that the, up. To, to, uh, that's what I wanted to ask you. Actually, the last thing was what, what's, your, what's been your greatest takeaway in, in your journey? Is that it?
1: My greatest takeaway, you know, it's really interesting because I think is that you really have to be kind to yourself Amen. and understand that yes. you can't rush things. Right. That for me, it really wasn't, I, you know, but I can tell you, it really wasn't until I hit like the 45 mark
0: yeah,
1: or so where things started kind of like making sense. And I really threw a lot of crap from the 40 plus years before that. Um, so, the most important thing is obviously be kind to yourself. Give yourself time. You know, accept all your feelings or your emotions. Understand that it's okay to feel what you're feeling. Um, and, you know, the other thing is that people are going to see things out of their binocular. Of, you know, out,
0: of their like it, out of their Absolutely. lens. Absolutely. Out of
1: know? their lens. Yeah. So, you know, I, I used to have one of my therapists say, oh, I would tell them, oh, you know, this person criticizes me about this and that and the other. And, you know, I'm struggling with this. And it's like, well, whenever they do that, it's like, okay, this is not right according to who? To you? Because, 100%. you know, for me, it's fine. You is not, right? So, you know, it's a different way of looking at things. And part of it is understanding that, you know, God made you perfect in your own mind. You know, he, you know, he does not make mistakes. And, you know, don't feel like you're a mistake because you're not. That's the most important thing of it all. You know, well, it's understanding that you have to give yourself time. Be kind to yourself. That does not make mistakes.
0: Well, I got to tell you, as my best friend, the greatest lesson that you've taught me is to is just that, to be kind to yourself, to love and accept yourself in all of your dimensions. Um, and I all I got to say is I'm so grateful that you are part of my soul tribe. Um, And the second lesson that I got just from hanging out with you and the rest of the Puerto Rican crew is not to try to keep up with y'all with your own sangria mix. Whatever happens with statehood, y'all need to keep, need to keep that concoction on the island because people in the mainland can't handle it. I got to tell y'all, I haven't had a drink since 2006 because of this guy right here. But that's another story for another podcast, Single, I love you so. That's another much. podcast. That's another podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Drop <some super laughs> y'all, because of this guy right here. I love you so much. Thank you so much for your for showing up today, for your authenticity, you for your you. honesty, and for sharing your journey with us and with me. And I love you and thank you for being part of my life. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. That's a wrap. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you.